All right, welcome to another episode of Catholic Mindset, where we create Catholic content for Catholics. Today I have Justin Volker. I found him on Instagram. Thank you so much for responding. He is the founder of Daybreak Watchman Woodworking, where he makes handcrafted items for your domestic church. So thanks again for joining us and for responding to my Instagram message to do this. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I know it's hard to I know it's hard to find folks for uh, for interviews or for any kind of collaboration. So, but yeah, no, I was I was glad to get it. So, really glad to be here today. Awesome. And remember to uh, those listeners and watching to please support the podcast by subscribing, liking, or following. Also, check out Justin's um, Instagram where I would I will put all that information in the show notes. So, Justin, before we begin, would you mind leading us into prayer? Sure. We do a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, for the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. You said that was a morning offering prayer? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I just Google it, morning offering, we'll find it. Yeah, the other, yeah, there are a few different variations. You're probably going to find a different one depending on whatever source you look at. The USCCB has one. Morning different afternoon. Bibles have different ones. Okay, I like it. I like it. I'll put a link in there in the show as well for those interested. Okay. So, Justin, tell us what is the inspiration behind the handmade wood working crafting that I've seen you? You've done an amazing job. We were pre-podcast. I was reviewing his mm-hmm. website up here. And I've been very impressed, impressed from your Instagram first, and then diving into your Instagram, into your website mm-hmm. deeper. It was, it was mm-hmm. awesome. So what is the, the inspiration? Yeah. So that's a, that's great. I've, I've been a, I've been a woodworker for, I, I wouldn't say my entire life. Um, I was greatly inspired with woodworking by my, uh, uh, one of my teachers uh, in high school. Um, yeah, I took a woodworking class and just really got into, I've always been mechanically inclined. Um, and then I took that class. It just showed me the fundamentals of it. Um, yeah. And it just really took off from there. And I've always been interested in it. Um, started doing that at home, different projects. Uh, and then, yeah, a few years ago, um, right after my, right after a really big reversion to the church, uh, we were looking for, uh, just looking for ways to, looking for ways to pray as a family. Uh, I really wanted to implement that for us. Uh, and I've always obviously loved crucifixes. Uh, so I was really interested in making those and I tinkered around with it and figured out a way to make them. And I thought, you know, might as well open a business with it, maybe an Etsy store or something. Um, yeah. So I actually, uh, I got out of the Marine Corps a few years ago, um, had my reversion, uh, shortly after that. And I was newly enrolled into college. Uh, one of my classes, I, it was a class project. I had, it was, I guess like a semester long project, uh, but I, I had to make a website um, and my kind of the focus on it was theology. Uh, so I made a blog website, just kind of a mock, like a Wix website, just kind of a free one. Um, and I thought, well, you know, I've got the, I've got the, I've got the framework of it. I'll change a bunch of this around and add a shop to it instead of having the Etsy store, which we're still working on, but you know, instead of having the Etsy store initially, I'll have this and yeah, we just, yeah, threw it up there. And uh, yeah, eventually got into more than crucifixes, got into uh, like rosary plaques, icons. Uh, it was really the inspiration for all the products is what we would use in our icon corner. Uh, so of course, as a, as a family, me, my wife, and my girls, we, uh, we pray, um, you know, throughout the day little bits, but, you know, especially, especially each night before bed, uh, we get together and pray. 
Uh, so we've got a, we've got an icon corner set up and yeah, it's really all of our products are really just what we're interested in and what we would use. Uh, I you know, always thought that was probably the kind of the best guide to use is, as far as what's going to be useful and what are people going to want is, you know, what I actually use it in mind. So yeah, I guess as far as the products, that's the inspiration for that. And then, you know, I mean, the reversion and everything else. And I mean, that's, that's a, that's a whole nother story, but, uh, but yeah, as far as, far as the products and the, and the business, like on the ground itself. Yeah. That's uh, I guess that's the inspiration behind it. Awesome. I am interested in your reversion story that we can touch on a little later, sure. but I'm interested in the products. First, let me thank you for your service. You oh, know, well, thank you. You know, how long were you in the Marines? Five years. Mm-hmm. Five years. Did you travel? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I had a, had a deployment, um, worked in, worked in a few different, few different places around the country. It was fantastic. I got out at a good time. Um, and yeah, I just, I've, I've thought about going back in. I just, I can't leave my family. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's, it's a, that's, it's a huge, that's why I got out. So it's a huge commitment. It's a huge yeah. commitment to serve. So it's a, whenever we, whenever I get a chance, I, I like to thank the, our veterans. Well, you know, I appreciate I it. So especially when I see them with the hats, you know, in the, in the airport or in the store, yeah. excuse me, sir. <laughs> Thank you for your service. That's great. But um, so products, I, I, for those, I know you have something to show us for those listening on the audio version. Um, he's going to show us a couple of items that he makes. I believe, so you use different type, different types of woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're mostly, uh, we mostly work with maple. Uh, so we, <sighs> Yeah, real, all of our products uh, is well not only not only things that we would use in our icon corner, but products that that we know are the best quality that we can possibly make. So, uh, like we don't have any products, for example, right now that are made of pine. Like pine's a, it's mm. a softer wood, it's like the like the cheaper wood that you can just buy at the store for a hobby project. Uh, so it's all it's all good quality hardwood. Um, whether we can find that, um, whether we can find that in the store by picking through picking through some stacks of some hardwood um, or even ordering some higher quality online. Um, yeah, it's the, it's the, like, like the highest quality maple that we could have. Um, yeah. So it's all, oh, no, you can't see that. There we go. Yeah. So it's all, it's all three quarter inch, three quarter inch maple typically. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just router the edges, try to make it as, make it as nice as we can, but I don't know how well you can see that, but the, I, uh, I can see it. It's, it's the one I saw on your website, which I really liked. It looked really good. And that is me. Can you tell us a little bit about that, about that piece? Sure. Um, yeah, that is. So I guess for the, uh, for the image itself, all of our images, uh, so whether it's an image like a black and white, black and white image or kind of brown and white, um, something like that, uh, that or any, like any text that we would have, Mm-hmm. everything's laser engraved so yeah we were talking about for the show i've got a i've got a laser box um laser box and a laser engraver uh here in the shop so once we get kind of all the wood processed and do it you know like yeah like we said everything's handmade so it would just get just maple boards and you know trim it down shave it up and uh get it get it prepped for laser engraving and then that's kind of the kind of the finishing piece on it is the is the engraving yes yeah, so all the images are actually a lot of the images that we do have they're um they're they're very old images from uh, Catholic artists. Um, so let's see. Um, I guess so. This isn't this isn't laser engraved, um, but this is uh, this is one of our wooden prayer cards. Um, so that's so, Saint that's Saint Cecilia. Okay. Um, yeah, and this is uh, this is a painting by uh, Guido Reni. Um, he was a a Catholic painter. Um, yeah, we we try really and any of our images that we use. Uh, you have to just find uh, very good, very old uh, Catholic um, Catholic artists. Um, 
know, so just kind of repurposing those. So maybe images that people are familiar with or images that people haven't seen before. So I guess that's kind of a, that's kind of an inspiration itself is, is not just putting out a new product out there, but, but introducing somebody to a new realm of art that, um, or an artist, um, you know, in the, in the Catholic world that they just haven't seen before. Yes. Yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. Well, you do great work with your laser engraving. It looks really good. Well, thank you. Question about the crosses. Do you, do you cut out the crosses? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So those are all, yeah. I mean, like, just like every other product, yeah, mm -hmm. we just get those, just some maple boards or walnut boards, um, you know, depending on the variation of it, uh, depending on the, like the, the type of wood. Um, and it, it, if, so if somebody were to go on the, uh, go on the website, it was just a drop down menu on the, the crucifix page. Um, yeah. And you can just pick from the different, the different wood types that we have, but yeah, we just, yeah, essentially get, yeah, we get boards and yeah, just, uh, just cut them and shape them into, into crucifixes and it can be uh it can be pretty meticulous uh pretty meticulous the crucifixes are um surprisingly surprisingly tricky uh to be able to cut um kind of the kind of the way we do it is uh the the both boards like the cross beam into the upright beam uh they have to be cut in the middle in half like so halfway through mm. and then they overlap toward one another Okay. Um, so that it, so that it can be perfectly flush. So yeah, that's actually probably one of the trickiest things that we do, but they come out pretty good. Yeah, but then the then the titulus, so the the plaque at the top, uh, instead of I N R I. Um, or do I have any here? I don't have any. I don't have any right here. Um, but if somebody were to look on the website, um, it it shows a uh, the the titulus um, true to the the Gospel of John. Uh, so the titulus is Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Uh, but instead of just the Latin abbreviated I-N-R-I, uh -huh. um, it's the it's the entire inscription in uh, in Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. Uh, so, yeah, so that was something that that was something that we really wanted to do is just have it a little more realistic, um, it's just a little more immersive, maybe if you want to say that. Um, yeah, just be be as be as true to the gospel as we could be. And we didn't see any other any other uh, any other woodworkers, any other products that were making those. So. What about the nailing of Jesus to the cross? Yeah, um, goodness gracious, that's difficult. The holes are really small, <laughs> but uh, the holes are really small. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very difficult. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, we we enjoy it. We enjoy the uh, we enjoy the the whole process of it. But any, yeah. do you have you experienced any any flashbacks from the passion when you nail Jesus's hands to the cross or? <laughs> not really. I was I was wondering about that prior to getting started, but I mean, no, no, not okay. really. Oh, I mean, cool. toward the end, it's yeah. No, it's just uh, yeah. No, I guess uh, I guess throughout the entire thing, it's I mean, it's perfectly perfectly made. Like you know, throughout the whole process, like mm. you know, we we take care with it. Like we know that this is a product that that somebody's going to have in their icon corner or give a give us a gift at a at a wedding or a first communion or something. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously we you know we we have a lot of care and and respect while we're making it, just because of where I mean, it's not blessed yet, but just where it's going to end up. Um, yeah, so I guess the, I guess the, I guess the biggest thought that I would have in my head while I'm doing that is, you know, just being able to sit back once it's done and see the finished product. Um, and just know that I, you know, I made a, a representation of the passion. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, just be able to see that at the end and kind of reflect on that after each one. That's, that's been really great. Exactly. That, that will go on and get blessed and then be placed somewhere in, in a, as you call it, the icon corner of a home. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. So tell us a little bit about your reversion story. You mentioned that you mentioned that as part mm -hmm. of your inspiration behind mm -hmm. the the woodwork items mm -hmm. that you are making. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I uh, I grew up. I, I'm a cradle Catholic, uh, so I grew up Catholic, going to mass every week. Um, 
it was just, it was never, never really a serious part of my life. Um, you know, I, it was something, it was one of those things I think, you know, in retrospect, I think I tried to take it seriously. I think I, I think I tried to pray. I think I tried to do all of these different things, but it just never, I don't know. It just never, it never clicked. It, it just never, it never made a lasting impact. Um, and even if, if my prayer life, even if I tried to do that, um, like morally speaking, like the, like Catholic moral theology didn't seep into the rest of my life. Um, I just, I wasn't very, very well formed or well catechized in that sense. Um, you know, I encounter objections to the faith and I, most of the objections that I've encountered through my life, um, it's just like growing up and in school. I mean, they've been like the most shallow. So I'd even be able to answer those being poorly catechized, but, um, yeah, I guess like throughout the Marine Corps, I was trying to, trying to take it more seriously. And it was just, it was difficult. Um, it was just really difficult. You know, when you don't, when you aren't catechized and you don't know the reasons for certain things, you don't know the the depth of the church and her devotions and, and her teachings and just how alive she is. You know, it's not, it's not just something that you go to on a Sunday um, and then you leave and yeah, that's, that's the end of it. Um, you know what? It's not a part of your life. It's just, it's really hard, especially if you don't know anybody that's Catholic to, to make that the center of your life. Um, yeah. So I'd say in 2019, I got out of the Marine Corps and uh I started listening to podcasts cause that's, you know, that was the hip, cool new thing. Um, yep. and I, I started listening to pints with Aquinas back when Matt oh, Fred was okay. back when it was just him and it was his sister's sister's voice doing the, doing the introductions and it was beautiful. Um, yeah, but it was more that's so the format of his show was back when he was just digging into the digging into the summa and talking about St. Thomas and, and theology. Um, but he had an interview with, uh, I think it was Bishop Robert Barron and they were talking about the Eucharist and, hearing him speak about the Eucharist and hearing Matt uh, just talk about the, just the different reasons for the faith and the Eucharist. Like it just clicked for me. It was like for the first time, like, this is, this is God, this is God. And I'm receiving the creator of the universe every single time I go to mass. Um, yeah. And that just, I mean, I, I, it's one of those things, like if, if that's true, I need to take it seriously and I need to change many other things. So, cause there's just so much entailed in that, you know, if that is God, then I need to go to confession before I receive the Eucharist. I need to, uh, I need to receive it in a reverent way. I need to, um, you know, I need to have an active prayer life. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then I started doing some, uh, just kind of digging into Catholic theology, um, Catholic theology, kind of Catholic spirituality and, you know, came across the idea of the domestic church. You know, mm-hmm. that the, that the, that the husband, that the father is the, uh, you know, is the priest of the household is the head of the household and, and really trying to figure that out and really trying to take that seriously. And, you know, once I realized the, the depth of that and the responsibility that I have as a husband and a father, uh, you know, I realized I need to, I need to pray. I need to, I need to care about this and I need to, I need to make other people care about this too. Um, you know, I'm not going to force them to care about it. You know, I mean, obviously nobody can do that, but I need to present it in a way and take it seriously so that they can notice a difference and that they can take it seriously too. So that's when, I guess that's when the whole icon corner started, um, you know, at the very beginning of, you know, I knew I had to do something as a family. I knew I, need, I, knew I needed to work on myself, my own prayer life, um, and then work that into my family. Um, yeah, our first little icon corner was, little little bitty two dollar frames from michael's uh with printed pictures from google images um yeah and some cheap petroleum candles on an old nightstand um and it was, it was the most pitiful little thing but it was it, it was so beautiful compared to what i've had before which was just nothing 
um, like no sacred images in the house, um, just no, no set space for prayer. Um, so yeah, just eventually that grew over time and our, our family got invested in it. And, you know, that, that I think was a, a really pivotal role. I think that was something that, that God really used to bring, you know, our family prayer. I think that's something that God really used to bring my wife around. Um, because she, we were talking before the show, she, she converted, uh, a few months ago, just, uh, yeah, just at the beginning, yeah, about at the beginning of this year. So that's been, it's been really beautiful. Well, congrats. Well, thank you. Congrats. And, and, you know, and welcome back and yeah. um, welcoming your, your wife as well into the church. It's great. You yeah. know, I mean, they say that angels rejoice even more oh, yeah. when people come back and they're new. So mm-hmm. sure. congrats again. I have, yeah. you know, you mentioned two things that, that I liked is the, the Eucharist, mm-hmm. you know, that, that your, your reversion was around the Eucharist and your conversation that you heard at Pints of Aquinas, which I've mm-hmm. come across as well, mm-hmm. which I do like. And there's this whole thing coming out now. The U.S. bishops is doing this whole Eucharistic revival, National Eucharistic Revival. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that. I didn't know the I didn't know the timeline that they were doing it. I thought it was going to be this uh, this spring, but I didn't really know how they were with that. If I'm not mistaken, it's June 19th, the mm-hmm. day that. Um, they're going to start, I guess. Yeah, yeah the feast sense. of Corpus Christi. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it's going to be a three-year thing, ending with mm-hmm. a conference. So it's going to be, it's going to be awesome to try to help Americans, you mm-hmm. know, to re- re-encounter the real presence in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be cool. And and you also mentioned the domestic church. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize that we are called to, you know, create many churches with our families, with our kids, mm-hmm. you know, our children, a manifestation of the love of two people, just like, you know, mm-hmm. God and the son give forth to, to the Holy spirit, the same thing in a way, you mm-hmm. know, there, there's a lot of beauty there. So I'm glad that, that that's one of your focuses. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I would encourage people to, uh, I would encourage people to read more about that. Um, the, on the Vatican's website, actually, uh, John Paul, II had a, it was an apostolic exhortation. It's called, I have it pulled up here because I yeah. am not going to be able to remember the name, uh, uh, familiaris consortio. Um, but it's, uh, the entire document, the entire apostolic exhortation, um, I mean, it's on, um, parts of it are on the domestic church. It's about, uh, it's about the family and about the, about the Christian family in the modern world. Um, and it's, it's really beautiful and it really speaks to, it really speaks to a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the revelations, uh, I mean, I call them revelations They're I mean, they're, they're not new, you know, nothing's new under the sun. Um, Mm. but yeah, a lot of the things that I've, that I've come to realize and a lot of things that I've learned, um, I mean, he really sums it up beautifully when he's talking about, um, you know, just when he's talking about the domestic church and the role of the family, um, you know, that a big focus of the domestic church, the big, you know, a big purpose of that is, uh, is catechesis for the children. Mm. You know, it's for, it's for the children to be able to, uh, uh, you know, to be able to take that out or to, well, to take it into their lives and internalize it, uh, but then take it out into society. Um, you know, and that, and that begins by family prayer every night that begins by, um, you know, praying before bed, praying before meals, um, and actually doing it reverently and taking it seriously, uh, you know, celebrating feast days, sacraments, things like that. And just really making it a, like a central point of, of the family and of your family's life. I mean, that's, that, that's how I think we're going to save our society. You know, I, I think that's, that's really our best bet. And that's, I mean, it's something that we ought to be doing anyways, but you know, if anybody needs a needs a kick in the pants. If anybody needs any kind of motivation, you know, that's, I think that's about the only thing we can do. Yeah. If you, you know, share that link levels. with me, that's our link. Yeah, sure. Yeah, share a link that. with me and I'll put it up in the show notes for those interested. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you, I, you're hundred percent. The domestic church is key because I mean, I teach um, CCD to pre-confirmation mm-hmm. kids. And sometimes I feel like it's not enough. You know, sometimes I talk to a sister who runs a program and I'm like, sister, you know, <laughs> I think, I think we need to do more or, or something. We need to focus more on the parents. We need to go beyond the kids because some of these kids come from all walks of life. Sometimes you mm-hmm. never know. Oh yeah. So, I mean, we need, we need to get the parents involved somehow because oh, yeah. and that's, giving me the yeah. kids for one hour on Sunday is not going to yeah. turn, it's not going to churn out, you know, warriors mm-hmm. for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not. And that's, yeah, that's sad. You know, like what you're saying, you know, it's not enough and, it, and you're right. It's not enough. And it was, you know, I don't think it was ever meant to be enough. You know, it's, it's meant to be a supplemental thing and it really should mm-hmm. start at the parents. So, but yeah, I, I've seen that with CCD kids and I, I'm sure, yeah, you on an intimate basis, I'm sure that's hard to see folks come in and probably not take it seriously or, you know, they're going to go home and it's just not going to stick. Hopefully it will, but I think that if we were to figure out a way to get get the parents involved. The care, the parents mm-hmm. get involved in, in the younger, in the younger kids, especially when it oh, was yeah. virtual. And some of the mm-hmm. parents started giving great feedback that they loved the classes. Oh, really? They yeah, 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 because they were present. They had the kid mm-hmm. there and then getting their CCD. But that was for another for another podcast. Oh, yeah. But uh, going back to hold on, hold on. Daybreak Watchman Woodworking. Mm-hmm. So where can we find you? I know you have a website, which we'll put the information in the show notes. You have an Instagram. Sure. Um, yeah, the yeah, the website is the website is the best place to find me. I mean, you can find the uh, you can find the products. Uh, you can find uh, find our story. Uh, I have a little bit about my version story, a little bit about my wife. Uh, she put hers, she put hers in there as well. Yeah, so just a little more about us and about our products. Uh, we've got a showcase video that you can look at. Um, yeah, really I, I think the website would be the best place to find us. Uh, if you, if anybody wants any news about products that are going to be coming out, uh, any kind of new blog posts that are coming out, uh, there's a subscribe option. You can subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, you know, we send that out periodically. So Great. yeah, I, I, that's probably the best spot, but then, you know, yeah, we've also got the Instagram, which I know you've linked to. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, those are the main places. We, 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 we've got a Facebook page too, which is just daybreak watchman. Um, yeah. And you should be able to find that through the, through the website as well. Super. I'll put all that in the show notes. So I know that we are running out of time. I have one more question for you, Justin. What is your favorite part of your faith? Yeah, that would, uh, so going back to what we talked about earlier with, I mean, it really goes back to my reversion uh, and, you know, why I started taking the faith seriously and why I, why I became more active. And I think it all comes down to, it comes, at least for me, it comes down to the Eucharist, uh, you know, it comes down to, you know, if this is how God revealed himself, then, or then everything else follows from it. Um, you know, it, it follows initially that it needs to be taken seriously. And it's something that, that needs to be sought after something that needs to be reflected upon. Um, and it's just, it's the most beautiful thing that I could ever imagine is, you know, God, God coming to us in the form of bread and wine, um, and being present to us, um, you know, whether at daily mass or weekly mass or at, um, at adoration, I just think that's the most beautiful thing. That's why I've, I've developed a, a really great Eucharistic devotion. Um, I would encourage everybody to, um, adoration is just food for the soul. It's amazing. Um, yeah, but I would say, I would say the Eucharist is, uh, is definitely my favorite part of the faith. Um, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, asking who's your favorite child. Um, you know, but as far as, uh, you know, I, and I think going back to, going back to Vatican II, you know, the, uh, the Eucharist being the source and summit of the Christian life, you know, so I think, uh, I think that's something good to focus on. Great. Justin, thank you so much for jumping in the show and telling us all about your project, the Daybreak Watchman. So thank you. Thanks for having me.